a dating and makeover expert where I will help you build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. It's no secret that your mindset can impact your health, your relationships, your mood, and your mindset can also impact how you feel about dating and the subsequent actions you take and the results that you get. It's a really good idea to start out your dating process by taking time to develop a clear and appropriate dating mindset that is in alignment with where you are at when it comes to the dating continuum. I know that sounds really basic, but I can't tell you how many times I get on the phone with someone and people are really not clear with what it is that they want. And among the things to think about in forming this mindset are what you want to accomplish through dating, whether it's your goals and expectations, are they realistic, you know, and how are you being perceived by others? Getting clearer about these questions helps you to better negotiate the dating process. So here's the thing. If your mindset is incongruent with where you are at, then you could get into many frustrating dating situations. Um, I had a personal journey with this. You know, it's very common, especially after a divorce, where you think, okay, I'm going to go find my next soulmate. And that's not really where you're at or should be at. I had a client who I worked with once and she had a different dating journey. She had no dating experience um, and only two relationships in her life. So she felt more comfortable in the relationship mode and, you know, flirting and courting was just horrible for her. She hired me because she wanted to find a loving and healthy relationship where her partner would provide, get this, fun, adventure, sexual chemistry, and emotional safety. And the problem was that she was going at dating as a relationship gal, right? She was giving way too much too soon, too fast. And she was not being fun and flirty. I will just say that herself. And so she was just crashing and burning in her dating experiences and not attracting fun because she wasn't fun. (laughs) And instead she was dating guys who lo and behold needed her. And what I mean by that, fixer uppers, takers, you name it. Or the other thing that would happen is she would fall into the friend zone and she wouldn't find chemistry with anybody. So I told her, here's the problem. You are trying to date as if you are in the PhD program. And she was a high achiever, so she got this. And and you never really went to kindergarten. You never went to dating kindergarten. So we got to go back to the playground and learn how to chase and kiss the boys and have fun. And it was only then when she got really clear of her mission, and that's when she started dating smarter and hitting her goals. And her confidence grew, and from there, she landed a great relationship that she was hoping for. But that was later on. She had to really get clear and have that dating mindset that was congruent. The other thing that can happen if you're not in the right dating mindset is that you can leak or ooze negativity which ultimately causes you not to progress. It can create anger, frustration, 
or stay frozen in fear of getting hurt. So it's like, imagine that you go on a bad date and you think to yourself, oh, I'll never find anyone. Dating sucks. I'm going to be alone forever. So if you're feeling that, then you'll make yourself true right? Like then you are experiencing these thoughts on a frequent basis and you will feel pessimistic and negative. And as a result, you might then turn off your dating apps or decline when friends try to set you up. You might swipe through profiles and answer your potential dates with negativity and you don't even know it. And you might even have closed off body language when you're out and about. So without putting yourself, you know, really out there, you don't have the evidence to contradict those negative beliefs, which further strengthens them, right? Like it's the self-fulfilling prophecy loop that you keep getting into. So cultivating a positive and congruent mindset when dating is crucial when it comes to attracting the right person. And with me today, I have an amazing guy. I can't wait for this discussion. He has years of experience. He's had his own journey also that he's drawn upon, like all of us, who is going to help me talk about mindset. He is a transformational coach and dating expert who has over 29 years of experience. He knows a thing or two, specializing in empowerment, People through resilience, emotional intelligence, and mindset coaching. He began his journey at an early age as a meditation teacher and has continued to be a thought leader and developer of methodologies to empower people and build resilience to thrive through adversity. I love that. After enduring years of challenges himself, including trying to take his own life and seeing someone take his own life, he found a way through all of these trials and took what he learned through those experiences to show other how to discover and cultivate their inner strength. It was through these challenges he developed methodologies and now teaches them to people all over the globe with clients in Brazil, India, Australia, the US, the UK. He's all over the place. And in 2020, he won the best blog at the Asian Media Awards following in the footsteps of some previous notable winners, including Jay Shetty. He is also national radio presenter in the UK, an award-winning blogger, public speaker, a podcast host, which I've been on his podcast. It's awesome, y'all. You got to check it out. It's called Feel Inspired and continues to inspire through his viral content having, oh my gosh, garnered over 1 million followers on social media across the globe. I didn't even know that. Welcome, Amit Soda. Hello, are you there? I I am here. Very, very happy to be here as well, Kim. Such an honor. Oh my God, it's so good. And we had such a juicy conversation on your podcast. So I couldn't wait for you to come on mine. I mean, I, what I love about you is that we have very similar, you know, messages and we've all, we both drew upon our own experiences, but I, I would love for you to share your story because I think our stories are what, you know, really drives us to help others. Yeah. I, I think I agree with you so much, right. It's usually the, the why that happens that leads us down this path. And for me, uh, a huge part of it was that um, although I was quite a socially acceptable person, <laughs> say that lightly, <laughs> with as much humility as possible, um, you know, I was good with people in general. I'd been coaching people for years. Um, I was also, I was always the kind of person who liked being centre stage. I actually did a bit of performing arts when I was at school, college. Um, I, I was a professional magician for a while. Uh, in 2008, I became a stand-up comedian. And so, 
being center stage or being in the limelight was never a problem for me. Where I faltered heavily was um, when I was in the situation of being in the presence of someone I liked. So whether it was a social setting or a date, if I happened to be attracted to the person, I would turn into this nervous wreck. And one of the instances that kind of brought that to light for me was I was on a date with a girl. I, I really liked her. You know, I say girl, woman, whatever. Uh, I really, really liked her. She was gorgeous. She was pretty. Uh, and we had a close mutual friend. So we ended up having this date. I thought it went really well. I later heard from the mutual friend um, and she just happened to call me one day and said, you know, how do you think your date went? And I said, well, you know, I thought it was great. And she goes, look, I've got someone. I've got to be honest. She thought you were really creepy. Oh. And I had I had no idea what I was doing wrong. And um, but that was part of a pattern. The other pattern as well. And there were, there were many was was those situations of being in a situation where I really like someone telling them that I really like them but being turned down flat on my face, uh, you know, every single time and going through that time and time again. And when you reach a certain point where you're just like, God damn it, I need to, I need to figure out what I'm doing wrong. What I'm, what is going on here? I, you know, I've, I do well in other areas of my life, but I can't seem to get a, a grip on this. So I went on a journey. Um, it was 2008. I began which was quite a pivotal year in many ways as well. It was a year that um, I lost my sister Kat to cancer. And that was in itself was a kind of a real, you know, kick up the butt to remind myself that look, life is short. If, if you want to do this, do it fast, learn it quickly, because you just, when you reach your thirties, I suppose, you kind of start to have a bit more of a sense of your own mortality in this, in this body. So you want to make the most of it. So I started to learn, I started to grab Every piece of material I could possibly find dating, whether it was videos, books, uh, bootlegs of dating courses, anything I could get my hands on, I grabbed it and I devoured it like nobody's business. I really just, uh, you know, went in full throttle. And then uh, alongside that, I started to learn stand up comedy because I thought, you know, I just wanted something I was wanting to do anyway. And I thought it'd be the perfect accompaniment to learning dating and interacting and making women laugh because one of the big things I hated was that I would just tell a joke on a date and it would just fall on deaf ears and I thought what am I doing wrong <laughs> there's so, just crickets <laughs> yeah, yeah just literally tumbleweed rolling by you know <laughs> and just you know on stairs everywhere uh, and so I wanted to I just was so determined to learn so for from 2008 to 2011 I went on this incredible journey I started learning like I said everything I could possibly absorb on the subject I I, I, I did I did it but most importantly, I wasn't just taking the theoretical. I, I actually went on about 300 dates in that three-year period. So just to qualify as well, because everyone does ask this question. So two of the, I counted two speed dating events with about approximately 30 people in that as well, 30 ladies, that is, uh, in that tally. But actually, there was more. So uh, uh, during that time, I just, I literally got out there and dated as much as I possibly could. and. When you, when you were in a situation where you can't get any dates to suddenly getting dates, a lot of people ask, okay, how did that happen? Well, it happened by me making that decision that I don't give a damn about being rejected anymore. I'll be rejected as many times as I can until I you know, start getting you know, accepted or getting people who are like, interested in me or say yes. Um, and that's exactly what happened. I, I mean, I, I don't even know. I lost count of how many times I got rejected, but it was a fair few. And then something switched. 
I started to get a yes. And then the next one was a yes. And then one after that was maybe a no. And the next one was a yes. And then the next one was a yes. And, you know, suddenly that number just started to jump crazily. And what changed was just practice, a skill, mm. learning, absorbing uh, and putting it into effect, right? Putting it into practice and, you, you know, genuinely applying knowledge is wisdom, right? To me, that's what it is. When you apply what you know, not just conceptually learn something, but you apply what you know, that's when you start to absorb it, you know, you integrate it into who you are. So I started to get good at it, really good. You know, I started to get dates left, right and center. And on top of that, something else started to happen. Women who rejected me in the past were certainly coming out of the woodwork because I was telling them of my adventures. I was telling them I'm going on all these dates. Having oh, so my God, I love that. <laughs> And they were all coming out the woodwork and one in particular, a good friend, of who, you know, I consider now as a good friend of mine. Uh, she even, I remember we were just talking one day. She said, she, you know, she just dropped in the conversation. She was like, so when are you going to ask me out on a date? And we'd already been on a date before as well. And, you know, she wasn't interested. Uh, and that was, again, happening more and more. Women were asking me out and, you know, but anyone, obviously this is an audio, right? So people are not going to see me. And, you know, I don't say this. To oh, they'll see down. you. They'll see you. Don't worry about that. (laughs) You'll be all over YouTube, my dear. (laughs) Oh, awesome. That's what we love to hear. Uh, You know, like, you know, I, you know, I'm not trying to put myself down or big myself up. You know, at the end of the day, you've just got to face facts about who you are and how you see yourself. That's all that matters. And I saw myself as, you know, I saw myself as a good looking guy, but you know, if, you know, I were to compare myself. I'm not a guy who has a six pack. I didn't have loads of money. I didn't have a superb job at that time. I didn't have a great title. Um, you know, I didn't had any. I didn't have anything particular that would make me stand out as a man. But what did make me stand out eventually was that confidence, was that self belief, was that spiritual aura of being someone who was living, you know, as if almost as if every minute was my last and just having fun with the situation and not taking myself too seriously. Uh, And that is what flipped everything on its head. And I do tell everyone as well, the the other thing that was the, the catalyst in this was that I would stand in front of the mirror and remind myself, I would literally stand in front of the mirror and just say, God damn, Emmett, you sexy beast. I mean, you know, James Bond doesn't have anything like you. And I would just have fun with this exercise, you know, and just say random things. But I would gradually learn to believe it. I would put energy into it as if I was doing improv or, you know, uh, on a stage doing, you know, uh, an act or something. And I'd just have fun with it. And it's that fun vibration that really shifts us. It really does. And then 2011 rolled around, uh, 2012, should I say, met someone who later became my fiance. I went through a very tough time, though, lost my mom, lost a few relatives and close friends as well in that process. Uh, and that one eventually didn't work out after two and a half years. Once that had ended, uh, you know, I took about six to nine months out, started dating again. Again, it took me a few months to get back into my rhythm. But, you know, in a few months, I was back in the full swing, enjoying it. I was having so many dates. Like when people tell me I can't get any dates, I'm like, really? Like, you know, you, you just I, I mean, I don't want to be in too much in people's face, but you're just doing something wrong is, is the truth of it. Um, um, anyway, I just got loads of dates. And then, you know, I happened to meet my wife um, back in late 2015. Uh, and the rest is history. You know, we just we just hit it off straight away. And I put into practice everything I teach people, which is I, I got my wife on the phone within about five minutes. I try and say to people, get the phone number and get on the phone within 15 minutes. Stop messaging back and forth. It's not going to do you any good. Have a conversation. Uh, we were on a date two days later. Um, 
we had a, three dates in the first week. And within the first date, we had 12 dates. I do remember actually counting it. And I don't know why I was counting it, but it just, you know, stuck in my head. And on that 12th date, we went to a soccer match. And it was my first time ever at soccer match. You know, I mean, I've never been into it, but we just went to a charity match and loved it. And, you know, it was around about that time we both became very serious about each other and decided we're going to really invest in this and see where this goes. Um, and, but it all came down to a few things making a decision, making that choice, that power of choice to actually look, I do, I'm not good at this, but I believe I can learn. Mm. Uh, I believe it's a learned skill. Like comedy, when I was learning comedy, I realized it's a learned skill. Timing is not necessarily anything that's natural. You've got to learn it. And whatever you learn, you've got to apply. And if you can have fun in that process, then everything begins to change. You know, that, that's when the tables will turn in your favor. Absolutely and 100%. I love everything that you just said in your story. I think we need to do an improv class together for everybody. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> with, with my background and your background. Oh my God. Okay. So, you know, a couple highlights of what you just said, and I am such a big believer in the putting into practice what you learn because, you know, you listening, you might be listening and please keep listening to the podcast, but you know, you might be viewing a lot of videos online or studying a lot of things. And and that's a great like first step to awareness and that desire to learn. But at what point do you get out of the passenger seat and put yourself into the driver's seat and, and drive and actually like accelerate and put yourself into that action piece? Because you're right. It's only then that you really start experiencing something, which is the evidence against of what you're fearing, you know, and when you increase that positive experience, it increases your confidence. So it, it is so powerful. And I, you know, since we're talking about mindset, I'd love to hear a little bit. I mean, through your story, I can imagine there was a shift in your mindset as well. Like what, what was your mindset before when things just weren't working and, and when you pivoted it, like what kind of switched, you know, cause I know you do a lot of work on mindset. Yeah, absolutely. Great question as well. Um, isn't it interesting? I'm just going to add something in before I talk about the mindset element. Isn't it interesting? I did a video about this on TikTok. And I, I said to everyone, isn't it fascinating how social media works very much like the law of attraction? That if you see one particular video where you have someone who's a bit bitter and, you know, they're cursing the ex and, you know, all men are like this or all women are like this. And you happen to like that video. Guess what? You're going to see more of that content in your feed. Oh my God, like so true. Yeah, and you're going to see more of that content. And if you re and, and then what's happening? The reinforcement is beginning. You're seeing more and more of it. Yeah, dating apps are rubbish. You know, all men are like this or women are like this or people are like this and all the rest of it starts reinforcing all of this, this stuff in your head. And so if you want to get out of that, you've got to actually go in and search for the content that's going to help you and make sure you start liking some of that. This is the intentional bit. And when you start liking that, you're going to start seeing more of that in your feed. And the law of attraction works in exactly the same way. So for me, the big thing, big mindset thing was, I, I don't know about you, and I bet you that more people have this than admit it, that I got to a phase where I started to think, maybe this is just my destiny. Maybe I'm just oh, supposed to yes. Maybe I'm supposed <laughs> to never meet someone. Maybe I'm one of these special people who's just going to be there for everyone else, but I don't deserve anything in my life, right? I had all these weird, <laughs> silly beliefs, you know, stacked in my head. Um, 
And, you know, and these are the things, right? This is, a, this is the whole element of mindset. These are just stories. These are just thoughts we're repeating. This is just patterns of behavior. And until we consciously make a choice to actually do something uh, to change it, or change those beliefs, or just decide to keep an open mind. You don't have to necessarily change it overnight, but you can keep an open mind to think, actually, maybe that's not right. Maybe, you know what, maybe I'm just saying that to myself so I feel a little bit better, but maybe that's not the truth at all. You know, we, we all know, everyone knows this, it's just a silly analogy, but you know, if you want to improve your body, you need to go to the gym and it needs to be something you do regularly, consistently and over a long period of time. And you're going to see the benefits much further down the line. It's never going to be an overnight thing. You're not going to go to the gym and see six pack abs the next day. <laughs> you're going to see that, you know, after five years of consistent effort or two years, maybe who knows, depending on how much effort you put in. And this is no exception. It's the same rule, same principle. You've got to decide why you want that body. In this instance, obviously, we're talking about why you want that partner. What is it you really want? You mean you mentioned it in the beginning, right? What is it you're really looking for? What is, what is a partner to you? And, you know, I, I, I was just thinking about this a few little while ago, and I was going to do another video on this as well, talking about how many people actually think about what they want, but are you willing to also deliver on all of those things you want? Are you looking for in a partner? You've got to ask yourself that question very seriously. So it is, a, it is a process of that self-discovery as well. Not only what do you want, but what are you, willing, what are you bringing to the table? Who are you really? What have you got to offer? And don't ask this from a point of view of self-criticism. Ask yourself genuinely, like, who are you? What do you have to bring to the table? You know, I'm a bit silly, quirky. I'm a bit of a nutcase, you know. I, I, I have, me and my wife have, I, I tell you what, if there was a fly on the wall listening to my, wife's, my wife and I in conversations, we would probably be sectioned a very long time ago. <laughs> we, just, we just have the most bizarre sense of humor, right? If anyone saw it, they would just be like, you two really need help. But that's okay. That's just us. That's who we are. Um, and, you know, we discovered that about each other very early in the relationship. And because we were very comfortable about who we were. And a lot of people expect to find themselves in a relationship, but actually the reverse is true. You've got to find yourself first. And then the relationship will work around that. And your partner will work around that. And so back to mindset so you've got to remember these things that you think are the reasons are just stories fabrications things you've made up but they are not true they are not true i don't care what your spiritual beliefs are i don't care what your religious beliefs are i'm sorry but you need to understand they're not true i'm living proof and i've seen other people be living proof of this as well so when you get that idea out of your head when you change you know just accept it that there could be an alternate truth then suddenly you open yourself up to thinking okay so what is that alternate truth? What could it be? Maybe it was me. Maybe I need to just look at who I am, who I am being in relationship to finding a relationship. What is it I'm doing? What am I putting out there? Why am I making myself so nervous? Like, you know, why, why do I need to feel so nervous? What, what expectations am I placing on myself that I feel this way? And, you know, just asking yourself some of these fundamental questions, you know, it all begins with the questions and the whys. And then you will start to understand what you're doing, why you're doing it, and what you really want. And then that's going to that's gonna really flip it on its head. I say to everyone, whenever they come to my dating workshop, I do say, look, you're, you've come here not to be a dating expert or a dating coach. Maybe one or two of you have. I don't know. That's fine. Great. But all, I'm, all I say to you is if you can take even just two or three simple principles and take them away and apply them, really just even just one, focus on it, whether it's 
completely overhauling your profile and making regular edit, whether it's, you know, getting used to rejection and not being afraid of it, whether it's, you know, it could be absolutely any one of the fundamental principles of this and just take one and run with it. You, you will be, you know, a hundred, hundred times further than you are now, but you just got to take at least one, make that choice to do it, follow it through, make a discipline of it, you know, reminders, do, do whatever it takes. There's so many ways you can do it, but follow it through. And that's, you know, and, you know, we, we talked on our podcast about the whole out, inside out, outside in. So this is the inside out element. And the other way is, of course, the outside in by, you know, using what I mentioned earlier, the mirror exercise or, you know, just starting to see yourself differently. All of this will begin to transfer the, this noggin of yours, this mindset, and you will start to get different results. But it's just going to take one or two things to get that in motion. Yeah. Oh, it's so, so good. So that exercise that you talked about, you know, I'm 007 and I'm sexy. (laughs) So what, I don't know, personally, I think I'd be Catwoman. I really like that exercise. (laughs) I'm just feeling cat. So it's like, find whatever like that inner sexy vixen is and really see. I could put a cat. I have cat ears. I I teach a flirt workshop and I I gave all my women cat ears. And And it was really interesting to see like, to your point, people who are uncomfortable being seen in that way or feeling silly and, you know, and, and that was the reason why I had them do it. And, you know, then they walked around the bar and and they noticed how much easier it was to actually be approached and approach, you know, men with that, because there was a prop. So like, you know, to your point, whether it's looking in the mirror or dressing a certain way, that's why Halloween is so awesome. Like you see these shy girls become vixens, you know, in their costume. And there is, there is a science to that. Like, this isn't just like airy fairy stuff. I mean, there's a lot of research that says when you put yourself into motion or you wear certain things, it changes your performance. And then that gives you that feedback that ultimately helps you, you know, feel more confident. It's exactly what you you were talking about. What about, what would you say to somebody, I mean, who really can't just put on the cat ears or doesn't have one of us as the accountability partner to make them put on the cat ears? Like, cause this all sounds like fun and, and dandy, but like there are a lot of people who really can't do that. They they can't look in the mirror and see something different or put themselves into practice. Is there um, a certain like exercise or, or things that you could offer them to help shift that? Do you know one thing I, I do in my dating workshop as well, which it, <clears throat> it really helps a lot of people actually. And if you don't have this now and you have the option to get it, it's a great tool because you know, I say dating and relationships are one of these things you'll never learn about in school or no one really ever talks to you about it properly. You oh, know, yeah. We're not educated on this subject in any way, shape or form. So we're kind of like just thrown in on the deep end and expected to know what to do. And, and you know, that's part of the problem. And any, anything you do in life requires an element of skill. You have to try something first. You know, if you want to become a tennis player, you can't just go and play, you know, uh, Roger Federer in the first game and expect to win. Of course, no, you've got to, go a thousand times and then you're going to get better and better and better and better and gradually you'll get there and one of the things I do is that I give when I do my dating workshop I I partner everyone up with someone and they become their dating buddy and what you can do if you've got a good friend it doesn't matter if they're the same sex otherwise or whatever it is get a dating buddy and practice yeah why not and just 
practice what things you would like to talk about on a first date. There's a funny TikTok video that was uh, a lot of people have duetted recently. I talk about a lot about TikTok because I use it so much at the moment. Uh, and it was a therapist talking about 15 questions you should ask on a first date. I disagree with at least 13 of them. Uh, two were 50-50, I would say. But there were some really weird ones in there. Like, you know, like, for example, one of the questions was like, how often do you like to do it? I mean, like, to me, that's not really a first date question. That's like at least a second or a third date question. At least once you've crossed, crossed the physical, you know, intimacy question, then, then yeah, that's, that's a great question to ask. Um, uh, and so think about what, what you normally ask on a date. Like, just write them down. What, what's the most common things that most people ask on a date, right? You know, where are you from? What do you do? You know, tell me about your family. Uh, where do you live? You know, uh, just, just the usual bog standard status quo questions, right? And think about what you can ask alternatively that could spark some real conversation. And we talked about storytelling on my podcast as well. Great. Learn about mm -hmm. how to tell stories. Instead of just wanting to interrogate the person opposite you, which, let's face it, is probably the biggest spark killer there is, interrogation will kill the spark both directions faster than you can say Bob's your uncle. It literally will. So you want to find a way to create this beautiful, flowing, organic conversation by asking, you know, sweet, organic, open-ended questions that are genuinely pen penetrating about a, a person uh, or telling someone an intimate story about you. So I, I used the example before of if I, uh, you, when I used to sometimes show up on a date to alleviate any nerves I had, I would just literally arrive at the date and say something along the lines of, oh my God, you'll never guess what happens to me on the way here. And I'll just break out into a story yeah. before there's even a chance of an introduction or anything like that. And it would just, you know, and then suddenly, you know, at first they'd probably be looking and you could just tell by the look on their face, okay, you haven't even said hello to me, freak show. But you kind of like, but after about a couple of minutes, they were like, actually, okay, like I'm enjoying the story <clears throat> because it's, it's, it's ruined their pattern. It's, you know, interrupted yes. my pattern. And suddenly all the pressure is off. And, you know, there could be something in that story that makes them think, oh my God, that happened to me. And they'll tell that story and, you know, you know, and then it spirals into a wonderful conversation. So if you can think about what you would normally talk about, and, you know, we did this, me and my wife did this one uh, speed dating event where we actually had signs up. These are the 10 questions you're not allowed to ask. Here are 10 alternatives as a suggestion. But these 10 questions you are not allowed to ask. So you really have to think outside the box and think about what are you going to do when you get on a date to get to know people differently? Change it. If you're getting the same results over and over, try something different. What are you going to do to relax yourself? What are you going to do to try and get yourself into a fun state? You know, Tony Robbins obviously talks a lot about state and he, he yeah. cites this recent survey that even standing in a superhero Wonder Woman pose for, you know, 20 seconds increases his testosterone. Uh, uh, and, you know, is, it's so powerful for you. It changes the way you feel. Your entire feeling of being, it changes. So think about how you're going to be when you get there. How are you going to stand? How are you going to greet the person? You know, I, I always had a stand greeting, which was definitely I would go in, give them a nice kiss on the cheek and just, you know, make them as feel, feel as warm and welcome as possible. Uh, and you know, then break into, break out into that story or whatever. Um, and but all of these little little things you can do can make a massive difference. They sound like small things, but when you apply them, you'll see the results, and you'll be like, "Wow, I've never had a date like this before." Yes, and what you're talking about is like the pattern disruption. Is, yeah. is there's a term out there for it, and that is really really powerful when you're feeling stuck, mm. because 
to your point, you just got into the habit of doing the same thing over and over again, which resulted in negativity and disarray and, and burnout and all those, you know, emotions that you're feeling. So if you institute something that's completely different for you, you, you will feel different in your body too. Physiologically, you'll feel different as well. And I think you're spot on when it comes to like all that, like fun and playfulness and the storytelling and like also like tapping into more of the emotions. Cause really, I mean, at the end of the day, people get so caught up in the facts and especially when you're in fear, you're trying to ward off against getting hurt again. So you're trying to like go into something, looking at the facts, right? And that's where the interrogation, I'm not going to get hurt again. Here's my list. I'm checking it twice, you know, see who's naughty and nice. And that's, that's the absolute wrong way of going at it because with that, you are actually closing yourself up to like fabulous opportunities. So it's not about the facts. It's about the feeling someone has. So I love you entering a date and just say, oh my God, you can't believe just what happened to me. Like, that's great. Cause it also provides that comfort with one another you know, so that is great. Like, and how would you say, I mean, we could go on and on about this, but, and maybe in your personal experience too, how do you know when you have made the shift, you know, in, in your mindset, because it's one thing to like practice all these things and it's almost like fake it till you make it. How do you know you made it? Do you, do you know what it was for me? Uh, I really actually look forward to dating. And ah. um, I was in, look, I couldn't wait for the next date, like to, to see who I was going to meet, what I was going to find out about this person, what kind of conversation we were going to have, where it was going to go, where the conversation was going to, what it was going to lead to. I just, I felt genuine excitement for every day I had. And I, I, I honestly, over those 300 dates, I only had, I would say one, possibly two bad dates out of all of them. They were all so good. And I think that, and that's not a testament to, to me, but it was a testament to these ideas that when you actually put them into practice, what it does is it unlocks something in the other person. Suddenly they feel liberated by your energy, by your enthusiasm, by your, you know, randomness, your quirkiness. They suddenly feel like, oh, this isn't as formal as I was expecting it to be. And then, you know, it really just transforms everything. So, you know, I think it's a testament to these ideas about, you know, if you just go and do all of these things, you will see a massive difference. Like, you know, you, when you begin, of course, you know, it's going to seem a bit weird, a bit contrived. Right, right. It will seem really fake to you in the beginning. You know, there's this idea, I need to, I just want someone to love me for me. Bull, you, I'm sorry, you are a dynamic, spiritual, god force being. You are not some one-dimensional one fixed person. Are you the same individual when you go to work? Are you the same individual when you go to home? Are you the same individual when you're with the best friends? No, absolutely not. There's three different versions of you there at least already. You are something beautiful. There's a difference between all of these things, these roles, and who you are at soul level. And when you unleash that, that's when the, the incredible stuff happens. And to unleash that, you've got to feel comfortable. You've got to feel relaxed. And you, you will, like I said, that the moment for me was the switch was that I started to love dating. I, lo I look forward to it. There was nothing anyone could say or do, or even if I had a bad day, I think would have detracted me from that. Um, and uh, to illustrate this really well. So when I met my partner in 2012 at the time, 
I got to a point where I was loving dating, where I almost didn't want to meet anyone. And that's the exact moment when I met that person. When that ended and then I started dating again, I got to a point where I was loving dating. I, was, I would have happily been single and dated for the rest of my life. And that is the moment when I met my wife. And I, got, I, I shared the story with you. you know, when, when we decided to kind of go exclusive, I was almost in tears. I was like, no, I'm enjoying this too much. I'm, gonna, <laughs> I'm having too much fun. <laughs> I'm having too much fun. I'm to let all these women down. My, woman, my wife hates that story. <laughs> but it, it's true. Like, you will start to enjoy it. That will be the signal mm. that you're on the right path. Um, so don't worry. I mean, the, the, the worst thing you can do is try a couple of things, feel a setback, and do this thing which I you know I describe as yo-yo dating where you you try a couple of these things you say oh this doesn't work and then you just go back to your old ways I proved it to myself you know you've got more you know information backing up your current beliefs right so you think that that's the case but you've just got to remember like I remember there was one um when I was watching some of these dating experts back in the day I think I'm sure many of them are not around anymore or as in like you know they're much older probably married kids um there was one in particular and he was talking about this. He goes, just try something 10 times. And, you know, and a lot of comedians say this as well. If mm. you have a joke and you've bombed at a gig, you don't just give up on it. You try it a few times first. Yeah. And if after three or four times, even up to 10 times, it doesn't work. That's when you go back to the drawing board and think, okay, right. It definitely needs work. That's not working. I can tweak it or I can just get rid of it. That's okay, but don't just do that thing where you try once or twice and think, oh, this doesn't work, which is what most people do. They just throw it out after a couple of attempts and that's a game over. You've got to be willing to fail a few times at least for it to go completely, you know, completely badly wrong. And it will. And it's okay. It's going to happen. Uh, you know, please accept that as part of this journey. And once you've gone past that phase is when things will start to pick up. So long as you see through that horrible first phase, where everything feels uncomfortable, it feels new, it feels weird, feels awkward, feels like, no, no, this is, this is not right. I don't, feel, I don't feel it. Get past that phase. You'll be so glad that you did. I'm really glad also that you added that piece at the end about the resilience. I think, mm -hmm. you know, your ability to bounce back from what is perceived as rejection. And I say perceived because when your confidence is low, you really feel it. It can be a blow to your self-esteem. But when you start having fun with it, it's actually kind of funny, <laughs> like when you fail yeah. Yeah, and, and you is. almost see it as just experience and something to draw upon, an, like maybe another dating story that you can share later on. But I think it's that combination of having dating being fun and being resilient with it, you know? And so yeah. I, th I think that is, that is it. So Oh, I love this. I, I love you. Where can everyone find you? Oh, they can find me everywhere. I'm such a... <laughs> you are everywhere. <laughs> uh, do you know, the best thing is on my blog, unlimitedchoice.org, and I've got my link tree on my blog as well. So all my links are there, uh, including my podcast, my TikTok, my Instagram, everything is there. Um, and um, I was going to say one more thing. It kind of dropped out of my head, but I'm, I'm sure I'll come, I'll come back in a second. I was just going to leave you with a couple of thoughts. One is that, uh, I think one one thing that people forget is that, the, you know, this piece of technology in your hand is mm. limitless. It is infinite. You've got access to infinite information. If you feel the conversation is running dry, you've got pictures, you've got videos, you've got all sorts, you know, social media posts, all sorts of things to discuss. 
use this tool and use it well. It is just phenomenal what you can do with these things, right? I mean, like I, these things, sorry, never, and people are like, oh, what's phone? Everyone's got one in this day and age. I'm sorry, but this piece of technology is still to me in my eyes, phenomenal, but we just don't use it. We use to WhatsApp each other and that's about it. You, we forget how powerful these things are. Um, I, I don't know about you, but I do everything on this phone. I edit my videos. I edit my content. I, I mean, you know, I, I do so many different things on there. It's not just a phone to me. Um, so you have all these tools at your disposal. So when you go dating, remember that, use these things um, and don't feel like you need to end up being stuck with ideas. There's so much out there. And there are amazing dating coaches like Kim and so many others as well. You know, just try a couple. They, most of them will give a free session. Um, just to help you get on your way and you don't have to sign up with that one person try a couple see who you resonate with and go with that person try it but don't suffer don't sit there yeah. and suffer and really struggle with it and end up for you know 45 years old regretting it. i mean I'm sorry it's an arbitrary age and i don't want to pick on anyone but you just don't want to get to a certain point where you just regret the time that's gone by i see it so often you know people in their 40s who were just like i so am regretful for some of the chances i didn't take people i didn't ask out um things i didn't do or people who are now married and i turned them away you know so many regrets there um and i just don't want you to end up being one of those people yeah. And it, you're so right. And it's never too late. It's never too late to work on this stuff. It's never too late to find love. Um, but you're right. And, and here's the thing, the more time that goes by, the harder it becomes. So it goes that. back to your point of just do it, <laughs> just like yeah, put just... yourself into action, whatever that is. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I just really love what you're about and this conversation, of course, and we'll have you on again. And yes, I think we just should do that improv class at some point. Oh, I'd love that. <laughs> you should do a dating scenarios improv. That'll be fun. Oh my God. All right. Yes. We're talking about that after. <laughs> thanks again. Sounds good to me. And thanks for joining me today. You listening. This has been the Charisma Quotient and I'm your host, of course, Kimmy Seltzer. And remember, you can build confidence, make connections and find love from the outside in. And if you want to know more, make sure you go to my site, KimmySeltzer.com. And if you are struggling getting clarity on having the right dating goals or mindset, get in touch with Emmett, get in touch with me, hop on a call with me. You can see my booking link in the show notes. We'll map out a strategy to help you. And remember, working on you is working on your dating life. That's all for now. Mm -hmm.